0: On what station can you hear talk shows, country
1: music, Gaelic music, oldies, funk, and more? Why, it's the University of
0: Central Missouri's The Beat, the best in college radio.
2: and gentlemen, welcome back to Taking the Snap. Oh my goodness, I don't know what happened there. That was very interesting. I have a special guest joining me today. This is my friend Ben Avery. Say Mm. hi, Ben.
1: Hi, Ben. It's great to be here, Colin. Taking the Snap with you.
2: Man, we got a great episode coming up, don't we, Ben? Yes, sir.
1: Yep. Yes, we do. We sure do.
2: I'm your host, Colin. Someone on today's show. We're going to be talking about. The championship round and recap what happened. Plus, I'm going to give my reaction to the Pro Bowl games and pretty much talk about the uselessness of the Pro Bowl. But that's all coming up on UC and the Beat. So first, let's go over the scoring plays for the Eagles and the 49ers. The Eagles completely dominated the 49ers, Ben. What happened to the 49ers?
1: Yeah. That game was just not very entertaining to watch if you're a 49ers fan.
2: Yeah, I agree. Uh, the final score, guys, get this, 31-7 to Eagles. Man, let's go over the scoring plays. So the, the Eagles started off with the ball. Miles Sanders ran it in from six yards out with 9.48 to go in the first quarter. Jake Elliott also added on the extra point. That's why I said 7-0. Second quarter rolls around, and nothing's happened for quite some time. Until Christian McCaffrey, one of the best running backs in the NFL today, scored a 23-yard touchdown on a run. Robbie Gould added on the extra point to tie the score 7-7. You're thinking, all right, well, the 49ers are going to come back. They're going to take this thing. Oh, but the Eagles did not let up, Ben. The Eagles then scored a touchdown with 136 to go in the first half. Miles Sanders ran at him from 13 yards out. One of two touchdowns on the day for him. Jake Elliott added on the extra point. 14-7, Eagles. 16 seconds left in the first half. Boston Scott, the backup running back for the Philadelphia Eagles, scored a touchdown from 10 yards out, 21-7, then with three Then with 43 seconds left in the third quarter, Jalen Hurts did a quarterback sneak, which, as you know, according to Jason Kelsey, shout out to the new Heights show, quarterback sneak, which apparently works 92% of the time. 28-7 Eagles, and then to add insult to injury, Jake Elliott got a 31-yard field goal to end it. 31-7. 31 to 7. Jalen Hurts, 15 of 25, 121 yards. No touchdowns, though. Really all the offense was rushing. Devontae Smith caught two passes for 36 yards. Now one of his passes did not count, apparently. You remember this? It was in the first quarter. Fourth down. Eagles go for it. Devontae Smith apparently catches it. But then after. After the touchdown scored by the Eagles, it was then determined that he had dropped the ball, and the Eagles went hurry up because, you know, you gotta, obviously, you gotta clock it, I guess.
1: Yeah, you see, I wanted to watch the game, but the TV I was gonna watch it on was not working.
2: Well, that's interesting.
1: So, I was not able to watch it, but I did... I was able to listen to like a possession on my phone on oh, yeah. U- from YouTube.
2: Oh yeah, for sure. YouTube is definitely big. Let's go over the game leaders. I've already done the Eagles. So, let's go over the 49er stats. Give them some love. Josh Johnson, the third string quarterback. This is guys, this is the fourth quarterback that the that the 49ers have had this year, okay. I don't know what. I don't know what happened. Brock Purdy. It was during a sack. He fumbled the ball and complete tear of the UCL in his right elbow. He's going to be out for six months. That's going to hurt the. That's definitely going to hurt the 49ers. But Christian McCaffrey, on one hand. Got 15 carries for 84 yards, one touchdown. Debo Samuel led the team in receiving three receptions for 33 yards. Let's go over the team stats now. The Eagles got 25 first downs. 25 first downs, man, that's quite an impressive stat, I'd say.
1: Yeah, you can't lose very many games if you get 25 first downs.
2: You definitely cannot. Not much passing going on, but the Eagles kept the ball for 37 minutes and 26 seconds. Time of possession, pretty much out of the out of this world.
1: Yeah, let me add. I saw after the game, I looked at the stats, and I saw three Niners quarterbacks were in the game.
2: Oh yeah, for sure. Brock Party was one of them. Josh Johnson. And last but certainly not least, Christian McCaffrey even attempted a pass. But that was the worst pass I have ever seen.
1: Man, I got to go to YouTube and check out that pass. Now, Ben,
2: let's move on to the thing I think you're most excited about. The AFC Championship game. Chiefs 23, Bengals 20. That was a very good game, I think. And it really came down to the wire. It came down to a Harrison Bucker field goal, which he's been pretty consistent in the postseason. Regular season, though, he struggled a little bit.
1: Yeah, I watched the game at the UCM Union, and I was watching it with, some, with my friends, some other Chiefs fans, and a Bengals fans. I know a Bengals fan is not.
2: You were watching it with a Bengals fan? Yeah. Interesting.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but I was. Like, when. I think when the Bengals had the ball and there was like a minute 30 left to go, I was so sad. Why? Because. If there's a minute 30 and the Bengals have the ball, it's not a guarantee that we get the ball back. And also, if the Chiefs would have lost, I would not have been motivated to to do anything the next day. Okay, that's a a fair point. Now let's
2: go over the scoring plays, all right? First quarter, Harrison Butker, 43-yard field goal, 8.50 to go in the first quarter. 43 yards, that's not a bad distance for Harrison Butker now he had missed the only thing was I'd say the first quarter was very boring there was not much scoring whatsoever I want touchdowns left and right and I'm pretty sure you do as well but it didn't happen so first quarter was all defense second quarter was a bit more exciting I gotta admit there were a whopping three points scored in the first quarter compared to 16 in the second quarter. Now let's go over what happened in the second quarter. Harrison Bucker, field goal, 24 yards out with, four, with 14.58 to go. Evan McPherson, who has never missed a kick in the playoffs in his entire NFL career, which it's been a very short one so far. He's only been in the league for a couple of years. 30-yard field goal. 8:36 ago in the in the first half, then on fourth and one, Travis Kelsey catches a touchdown pass from Patrick Mahomes, and I want to analyze. I'm going to analyze some of these plays, Ben. So let's let's first analyze the touchdown pass to Travis Kelsey. Patrick Mahomes rolled out of the pocket, and Travis Kelsey was basically just standing there in the end zone with. With nobody on him. He was wide open.
1: Yeah, if we're within the twenty yard line and it's fourth and one. If I was Andy Reid or Zach Taylor, I would go for it. Like yeah, I would just go for it and maybe do a, either do a QB sneak or just do what he did pass pass it into the end zone.
2: Yeah, but you gotta remember Patrick Mahomes was on one leg. This entire game. Now, I don't want you to think, oh, hey, he cut off his own leg. No, he didn't, I promise. But he could not hardly move because his ankle was still not in the best condition. Moving on to the end of halftime, Evan McPherson then adds on a 23-yard field goal, making it 13-6 to at halftime. How are you feeling at this point?
1: Honestly, during the game, I was... a bit excited but also I was I had in mind oh a a touchdown ties the game so I was kind of nervous at that time
2: yeah and in the third quarter unfortunately Mahomes now why okay now I'm going to analyze this play as well Mark was Valdez scaling was nowhere near the pass Mahomes overshot him by 10 yards why do you not just take what the defense gives you? Somebody had to have been open, right? Yeah. Anyway, T. Higgins in traffic catches a twenty seven yard touchdown pass from Joe Burrow. And Joe Burrow is, I think, a stud. He's gonna be a he's gonna be a stud quarterback in the NFL for sure.
1: Yeah. Uh, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, and Patrick Mahomes. It's like Brady, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, and Brett Favre of this generation.
2: Oh, for sure. That ties up the score of 13 apiece. Sorry. Then, with 4.15 to go in the, fir- in the third quarter, Mark West, Valdez, Gatling, who only caught a combined three touchdown passes this season, he got a 19-yard pass from Patrick Mahomes. It was an absolute dot. I'm telling you, that, that thing was a laser. Mark Valdez-Scantling even fell down after the reception. And honestly, I'm going to be honest, man. I thought that Mike Hilton had intercepted that ball.
1: Yeah, if he did, and the score was 13-6, to 6, but if he did intercept it... That would have been nerve-wracking because, uh, like I said earlier, one touchdown ties the game.
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. Fourth quarter rolls around and you're thinking, all right, hey, the Chiefs got this. But in the third quarter, right before, man, I don't even know what happened here, Patrick Mahomes fumbles the ball. Now, he was trying to get it out to Marquez Valdez-Scantling. He was going to do a wide receiver screen. But, unfortunately, Butterfingers, he had some butter on his fingers probably. And it's cold, you know, which that's not an excuse. But he unfortunately fumbled the ball. Sam Hubbard recovered it. Fourth quarter rolls around. The Bengals go for it on fourth and six. in their own territory. Would you have done that?
1: I mean, if it's the fourth quarter, like seven minutes in the fourth quarter, I would. Like it depends on the situation, but more times out of not, more times than not, I wouldn't.
2: But Ben, you see, this this was from the Kansas City forty-one yard line, so we would have gotten the ball at the forty-one if they had not gotten it. He, Joe Burrow, throws a absolute dot to one of the best wide receivers in the NFL, Jamar Chase. He is at the top for wide receivers. Wouldn't you say?
1: Yeah, but I don't think he had a better season than Juju Smith-Schuster or Tyree Kill.
2: Well, Tyree Kill maybe not. Juju probably is because Juju didn't really catch anything until later on in the season. Let's move on to the next scoring play, which... Was with three seconds left in the game, Harrison Butker nails a 45-yard field goal to send the Chiefs to the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, and the place I was at the Elliott Student Union here at UCM was electric. But I was—I made a point that and, then, and said, "Don't get too excited. Don't get too excited. It's just we—they still have three more seconds to make it." make something happen
2: and unfortunately they did not
1: and which we means, won
2: yep yes now what happened to joe burrow because in this game let's go over the stats right now game leaders joe burrow 26 for 41 270 yards one touchdown and two interceptions now both of those interceptions He was trying to go to T. Higgins, another great wide receiver, obviously, along with Tyler Boyd. T. Higgins, I don't even know what happened on the first interception. That was a
1: horrible read by
2: Joe Burrow.
1: Yeah, I forget who was defending him, but the Chiefs player just stepped in front of T. Higgins to intercept the ball. It
2: was Jalen Watson.
1: Good job, Jalen Watson. If you're listening to this, good job.
2: Nice. All right. Joe Burrow then carries for four, Joe Burrow then carried it for four, four carries, thirty yards. Excuse me. T. Higgins led the team in receiving yards, six receptions, eighty-three yards, one touchdown. Now that's a pretty decent game. But Tyler Boyd, unfortunately, got injured in the first half and was not able to come back out.
1: Yeah, if I got injured in the first half, depending on how bad the injury was, if it wasn't that bad, I'd tell the trainers and coaches, even if I'm not ready to go out, I'd tell them, oh, yeah, I can go out, I can go out, Yeah. and I'd probably get injured on the next drive.
2: Yeah, for sure. And you don't want to do that, obviously. Patrick Mahomes, though, 29 of 43, 326 yards and two touchdowns. This is the first time against the Bengals that he's thrown for more than 300 yards since 2018.
1: Yeah, to do that and to do that on a hurt ankle, it's pretty impressive.
2: Oh, for sure. Now, there was not much rushing yards in this game. Isaiah Pacheco, 10 carries for 26 yards. That was pretty embarrassing, but, I mean, Bengals have a good rush defense, you know. Now, let's see. Receiving yards. Holy moly, did Mark Valdez, Scanlon have a game or what? 116 receiving yards on six receptions for one touchdown. What would you think of MVS's performance? How would you grade it?
1: How would I grade it, like in the grade book?
2: Yes. How would you grade it?
1: A-minus. All right, A-minus. He'll, he'll
2: take it. All right, guys, we're going to take a teeny tiny break. Coming up, we're going to be talking about the Pro Bowl. We're going to go over the Pro Bowl rosters and talk about why it's useless. And plus, let's we're going to talk about some of the Pro Bowl games that are added in place of the actual Pro Bowl itself. You're
0: listening to Taking the Snap on UCN The Beat. Please don't go anywhere. Did you know that it costs zero dollars to make someone smile? A simple act of kindness can go
1: a long way. You may walk past tons of people a day not even knowing their story. Someone could probably be having one of the worst days, but a simple compliment on their outfit or even helping them out with a small task can change a bad day to a good one. No matter what, always try to give your neighbor a reason to smile. Tobacco use affects youths all across the United States. Millions of youth are at risk for disease and even death due to tobacco use. Talk to your kids about tobacco use and how it can affect their lungs. Help keep the future of this nation safe from tobacco-related illnesses. According to a study by IBM, 95% of all cybersecurity breaches result from human error. That adds up to about $3.13 million of loss in 2020 alone, and accounts for acts like downloading infected files or software and storing weak passwords in easy-to-find places. When everything is online, you can't afford to not be. Protect yourself and others online. Learn more and how at CISA.gov.
0: Hey, Dr. Phil here. I help people solve difficult and trying personal problems every day on my TV show, but there's one problem that just got me stumped. Childhood hunger. Nearly 16 million children in America struggle with it. That's one in five kids who may not know where their next meal is coming from, despite the fact that there's more than enough healthy, nutritious food out there to feed them all. Now, I don't know about you, but that is unacceptable to me. Luckily, the Feeding America network of good people is out there collecting surplus food and giving hope to hungry children and their families at local food banks all across the country. But let's face it, they can't do it without your help. Join me in supporting Feeding America and your local food bank at feedingamerica.org.
1: Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Together, we can solve hunger. Together, we're feeding America.
2: Play music, play the piano, and then the accordion, and then the cello. My wife, who was also blind, was a good cook. When she died, that's when I started Meals on Wheels. America, let's do lunch.
0: One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at AmericaLet'sDoLunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council.
1: Blood drives are a significant event. 4.5 million people need a transfusion each year. One out of seven people entering a hospital need blood. And only 37% of the United States population is eligible to donate blood. It only takes about an hour to save a life. Even one pint of blood can save up to three people's lives. So, if you want to help, please visit redcrossblood.org to set up an appointment today.
0: You are now turned into the dopest college radio station. UCM the Beat. Keep it
1: locked. UCM
0: the Beat. All right, guys, welcome back to Taking
2: the Snap. Let's talk about the Pro Bowl that's coming up this weekend. Ben, are you excited about that?
1: I could be more excited for other things. But, yeah. Got if it. if you're a football fan, you may tune in. But if you're not really a football fan, what's the bread and butter like? How's it exciting? Yeah, for sure. The, the only thing that's exciting is... The two Manning brothers, Eli and Peyton, are the coaches?
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, you can't go wrong with Peyton and Eli, for sure, because they have their own little broadcast for Monday Night Football. I mean, let's go over the AFC first. Quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes. But, unfortunately, he's—well, actually, no, not unfortunately— Fortunately, he's in the Super Bowl, so he cannot participate. And Josh Allen has also announced that he will not be able to participate in the Pro Bowl due to injury. So that leaves, get this, Tyler Huntley was named to the Pro Bowl. Do you know who that is?
1: My guess would be Chargers quarterback, but I'm not sure. Nope. Uh, it, it is... He's a
2: quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens. Now, let's talk about the replacement for Patrick Mahomes. Oh, yeah,
1: because didn't Lamar Jackson get hurt?
2: Oh, yeah, yep. Yep, he got injured early on in the season. He's still not 100%. But let's talk about Patrick Mahomes' replacement for the Pro Bowl, Mr. Trevor Lawrence. He had a very solid season for Doug Peterson, for sure.
1: Yeah, I'd say if you're, if you're ever down twenty-four to nothing going into the second half, never count out the Jaguars. Oh, for sure. Because They're, in the AFC divisional game, or AFC no, wild, wild card, card game, yeah, you know, in the AFC wild card game, they were down twenty-four to nothing to who would they play again
2: They played the Los Angeles Chargers and the Chargers did the charger thing and they completely choked it away
1: Yeah and <laughs> again if you're a Jaguars fan I don't know why you should be a Chiefs fan cuz Chiefs rule but if you are a Jaguars fan if you're down 24 to nothing never count the never count the Jags out
2: Oh for sure you know you can't ever count the Jaguars out. And Joe Burrell was replaced by oh my gosh, I cannot believe I'm about to say this Ben. Derek Carr.
1: Why the Raiders were garbage this I know. year. I know.
2: They were completely horrible. I don't I don't know I don't even know how we made the Pro Bowl. Let's go over the running backs now. Nick Chubb for the Cleveland Browns. That makes sense, I guess, you yeah. know. Josh Jacobs also made the Pro Bowl. Now, you might be asking, what did he do? He led the the entire NFL in in rushing yards. 1,653 yards on the ground. And then, last but not least, the other running back, Derrick Henry. That's not really a surprise there because Derrick Henry is one of the best running backs in the entire league. Nobody can bring him down. Absolutely nobody.
1: Yeah, no, but like, I'm going to be unbiased, but the Chiefs, like, the Chiefs have to improve on their defense, so I still don't think the Chiefs can bring him down. But maybe the Bengals' defense, because I feel like. They were better, for, better than us defensively.
2: Oh, for sure. Now, we have a young secondary, and they certainly put them there for the challenge, but we'll get to that in just a little bit. Let's see. Fullback, guess who it is? Patrick Ricard, I don't even know why fullbacks belong in the Pro Bowl. They don't really do anything. I mean, no, they don't really do anything at
1: all. <laughs> Yeah, for me, I never, like, I was never allowed to play football when I was younger because of injuries. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know why. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't know why fullbacks are allowed.
2: Well, I mean, you know, they're essential of the team, apparently. Let's go over the wide receivers. Tyreek Hill obviously made the Pro Bowl. No surprise there. Stephon Diggs made the Pro Bowl. Devontae Adams also made the Pro Bowl. And last but not least, Jamar Chase. Do any of these surprise you whatsoever?
1: Uh, What was the third one you said? The third one was Devontae Adams. Yeah, Devontae Adams is a bit surprising.
2: Are you saying that an old wide receiver can't make the Pro Bowl? Is that what you're saying? I mean, he's getting up there in age. You know, after playing for Aaron Rodgers for God knows how long.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, take it from. T- take Tom Brady, for instance. Like, he's. Tom Brady's obviously getting up there in age. He's like 45 right now. Yep,
2: 45 years old. Yeah, and
1: he's not that good anymore. And I feel like the mo- the more we age. more were not good on the field.
2: Now let's go over the tight ends. Obviously, Travis Kelsey made the Pro Bowl. That's not really
1: a surprise to me,
2: to be honest. Travis Kelsey is one of the best tight ends in the NFL, if not the best. The second tight end is Mark Andrews from the Baltimore Ravens. But, unfortunately, actually, fortunately, Travis Kelsey is playing in the Super Bowl, so he is being replaced by Dawson Knox, the Buffalo Bills tight end. I'm not really surprised by that. Dawson Knox is a very talented tight end. So is Mark Andrews, but they're nowhere near Kelsey's level for sure.
1: Yeah, it'll take you about seven years of really, 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 really practicing very, very hard till you're up there with Travis Kelsey. For sure. Now, George Kittle and Tony Gonzalez certainly are up there with Travis Kelsey, but...
2: Now, hmm. let's go over the offensive linemen. Do you care about the offensive linemen whatsoever? I mean, they're essential to protecting the quarterback, you know.
1: And they're essential for helping us score touchdowns, but other than that, no.
2: All right, let's go over the offensive tackles. From the Houston Texans, I'm surprised anybody from the Texans even made the Pro Bowl, to be honest. Because the Texans were just thinking, oh, hey, we're going to tank, we're going to get the first overall pick. Nope.
1: Yeah, but is it still necessary to have every team participate in the Pro Bowl, even though it's not a quote-unquote game anymore?
2: Well, I mean, you know, you've gotta have, you got to have competition, but we'll get to that in just a little bit. Orlando Brown made the Pro Bowl for the Chiefs at offensive tackle. He he had his moments this year, for sure, where he was a little bit slow and a li- and didn't really block that well for Patrick Mahomes, which caused him to get sacked. Let's move on to guard. Joe Tooney made the Pro Bowl. I'm not really shocked by that. Joe Tooney's a talented talented guy. Quentin Nelson of the Indianapolis Colts also made the Pro Bowl. Indianapolis Colts, they need to fix a lot for sure. But Quentin Nelson is a good start for It's a good start for the Colts because they need offensive line help. Center Creed Humphrey made the Pro Bowl as well as Mitch Morse, you remember him? Mitch Morse was the backup center. Excuse me, he was the actual center for the Chiefs' Super Bowl run. Defense. Let's move on to defense. Miles Garrett made the Pro Bowl. No surprise there. Max Crosby made the Pro Bowl. That's also not a surprise to me. Trey Hendrickson also made the Pro Bowl. From the Cincinnati Bengals, did he deserve to go to the Pro Bowl?
1: No, I don't. I personally don't think so.
2: Now, why is that?
1: I mean, let me take that back. I think he did, because he did help the Bengals make it to the AFC title game. But the Bengals, as we know, unfortunately fell to the Chiefs.
2: Yeah. Or or fortunately, whichever way you look at it.
1: Yeah, if you're a Bengals fan, it's unfortunately, but Chiefs fan, fortunately.
2: Okay, let's move on to interior linemen. Chris Jones made the Pro Bowl. That's not really surprised. Chris Jones, one of the best interior lineman in the nfl jeff simmons made the pro bowl for the tennessee titans quinn williams for the new york jets and cameron hayward for the pittsburgh steelers i'm i'm gonna be honest guys i'm legit shocked that the steelers even got to nine wins because after big ben retired after they lost all their wide receivers i did not think they're gonna do him this year We'll get to the surprise teams here in just a teeny little bit. Let's move on to cornerback. Get this. A rookie, Sauce Gardner. You remember him? Sauce Gardner? New York Jets. I'm surprised anyone from the Jets made the Pro Bowl, but hey, I'm not the voter. Marlon Humphrey also made the Pro Bowl for the Baltimore Ravens. Patrick Sartan II also made the Pro Bowl. And Xavier Howard from the Miami Dolphins. That's not a very bad cornerback position.
1: No, it's not. But I, if I had to be honest, I don't agree with all of those picks.
2: Oh really? Why not?
1: Cause like Creed Humphreys for the Ravens, I don't see the Ravens being much these next few years, so I just don't think he should have made it.
2: Alright, well that's an interesting opinion, but hey, you're entitled to it. Thank you. Let's- oh my god, I cannot believe- the Pro Bowl is completely useless.
1: I agree totally after they got rid of that quote-unquote game.
2: Okay, did you watch the Pro Bowl last year? Yes. What did you think of it?
1: I liked it much, much more than I like it this year, where it's just games and not the game.
2: We'll get to that in just a little bit, but, guys, I'm going to be honest. Two-hand touch. It's – this is football, okay? This should not be two-hand touch. It should not be a flag football game, but – That's later on. The coaches for the Pro Bowl are Eli and Peyton Manning, both of which were quarterbacks.
1: Yeah, and I watch their commercials, and they are funny on camera.
2: Oh, for sure. like that Super Bowl commercial. I'm going to get more chips. Do not leave this room. And then then somebody from NFI Network comes in with a bus and drags Eli out of there and Eli's like, technically, I didn't leave the room. That was one of the funniest commercials. But oh, yeah,
1: man. one commercial I'm I really liked is when they were arguing about who who's gonna win the Pro Bowl and who's more more superior. Oh yeah. And didn't their didn't yes. one of them mention their mom?
2: I know what you're talking about. Yes. Peyton's like, oh hey, mom's calling. In his typical Peyton Manning voice, I cannot do a Peyton Manning person in my life. But let's move on to some of the games that are going to be played. And then here's what I want you to do, okay? I want you to give your immediate reaction to these ridiculous games that are going to be played, okay?
1: In the Pro Bowl?
2: Yes. Okay, are you ready for the first one?
1: I guess. Thursday,
2: February 2nd. <laughs> this is so stupid.
1: <laughs> Epic.
2: Pro Bowl dodgeball.
1: Unless it's AFC versus NFC? Okay. I'm not interested. Okay,
2: listen to this. Four teams of five will square in a multi round dodgeball tournament. In the first match, the AFC offense will face off against the AFC defense to determine the AFC winner. The second game, offense faces defense. To determine the NFC winner in the final, both winners will face off. That's dumb. (laughs) It is so dumb. Oh, but it gets worse, unfortunately. You got to listen to this next one, okay? The lightning round. Now, there's three games in this lightning round. 16 players from each conference compete in a three-part elimination challenge. That includes... Oh, my God. This is so... Guys, this... This is so stupid. Splash catch.
1: That is stupid. Man, am I glad the Chiefs made it to the Super Bowl and not participating in these dumb games. In the first round, teammates' pairings... Teammate pairings from each
2: conference toss water balloons back and forth for, from increasing distances. Each tandem that, compete, that completes all of their tosses advances to the second phase. High stakes... In the second round, the advancing players will attempt to catch punts from a jugs machine, which, if you know what that is, great. If you don't, it's basically a football launching machine. To earn a spot to represent their conference in the final round of the competition. And the final round, oh my gosh,
1: thrill of the spill.
2: Do you you like that?
1: All of these games are so stupid.
2: Yeah, I know. Final round, remaining players from each conference will aim at targets attached to a bucket hanging above the head of an opposing conference's coach. The first team to dump the bucket on the opposing coach wins.
1: I mean, I get why they're doing that. I mean, that sounds fun for... Everyone participating, but for people playing, not so much. Yeah. Or, I mean, for people, yeah, for people watching, not so much.
2: Yeah, for sure. I'm glad that I'm not, I'm glad that I'm not gonna, I don't think I'm gonna watch the Pro Bowl this year. I mean, I might tune into it, like I said, but I might not.
1: Yeah, I have better things to do than watch a pointless game, like hang out with friends.
2: Yeah, for sure. That's only Thursday. All right, guys, let's take another teeny tiny break. When we come back, I'll be talking about the top 10 surprises from the 2022 NFL season. Plus, I'll get my power rankings for the final time. You're listening to Taking the Snap on UCM The Beat.
0: Keep it locked in right here.
2: In 2020, men died by suicide 3.88 times more than women. That number is way too high. That's why the National Suicide Prevention Hotline is available to all men. Call 988 if you are struggling. You're not alone, there is
0: help. One in nine people worldwide go to bed hungry each night. That's why UCM students and faculty are
1: encouraged to visit the UCM campus cupboard. Campus Covered is a volunteer-based charity dedicated to alleviating hunger and financial burdens in the UCM community. Any UCM faculty, staff member, or student who presents a valid ID may select 10 items per week from
0: Campus Covered. Campus Covered is located in the lower level of the UCM Student Rec and Wellness Center and is open Tuesday through Thursday from 3 to 5.30pm. UCM The Beat the one and only radio station of the University of Central Missouri. Alright guys, welcome back to Taking the Snap. I told you it
2: was going to be a very short break, but you didn't know how short it was going to be though. See, right there, I fooled you. All right, let's go over the top 10 surprises of the 2022 NFL season. And, Ben, tell me if you agree with these. Number one, Jacksonville Jaguars get the AFC South. Did you expect the Jaguars to win the AFC South at the beginning of the season? No. I did not even expect them to make the playoffs. I expected the Tennessee Titans to completely dominate the AFC South, but that didn't happen. Because the Titans decided to choke it away and lose their last seven games. And the Jaguars were four and eight going into week thirteen. And Doug Peterson actually said, This is gonna come down to the wire. We're gonna win the division in the last week, and they did. Doug Peterson was definitely the right move for he was definitely the right move for the Jaguars to hire him. Wouldn't you say so? Yeah. I mean, Doug Peterson, Super Bowl-winning head coach. Obviously, he's won a Super Bowl with the Philadelphia Eagles where they beat the New England Patriots, which I was shocked by, but that's way back in the past. Number two, the Seahawks and Geno Smith. I'm going to be honest. The Seahawks surprised me this season because here's the thing. I didn't expect them to do much with Russell Wilson. But I didn't expect them to do anything without him, either.
1: Yeah, I don't... I At the beginning of the season, I thought Russell Wilson was going to win the Super Bowl, so I didn't think the Seahawks would be any good. But I know you very much disagreed with that when I was uh, giving my preseason picks I I told you that I thought the Broncos were gonna win the Super Bowl but folks listen to this this man right here
2: predicted the Broncos to go 15 and 2 I was like are you kidding me with Russell Wilson he's washed
1: hey I was trying not to be biased
2: I mean I understand that I understand that but I, did, I definitely did not agree with that. Number three, the New York Giants. Now, they had just recently hired a new head coach last season. This past season, they hired a new head coach, Brian Dable. He led the Giants to a playoff berth. I was very impressed with him. His defense did well. Saquon Barkley once again proved why he's one of the top running backs in the NFL. If it wasn't for injuries, though, I think Saquon would be in a Hall of Fame discussion, don't you think? Yes. All right. I'm glad you agree with me on that. Number four, the Jets turned around on defense. And now, let me give you a fun fact. Last season, the Jets had the worst scoring defense in the NFL. And they turned it around this year all because of one player, Sauce Gardner. And I really don't think it was even close Sauce Gardner definitely helped this team get over the hump, almost made the playoffs, if it wasn't for bad quarterback play.
1: Well, if Sauce Gardner was the reason they turned it around, then, yes, I think he is. He should be in the Pro Bowl.
2: Yeah, I, he's first-team All-Pro. That's not too shabby for your rookie season. Number five, Justin Fields' breakout season. Now, I know you're going to say to me. What are you talking about? Justin Fields didn't have a breakout season. Guys, he threw 17 touchdowns and 11 interceptions on a team that does not have a star wide receiver other than Darnell Mooney. Well, now they have Chase Claypool, though, which helps. But the Bears need a lot of help to get over the hump. What do they need?
1: Better coaching.
2: I think they need a new head coach. They need an offensive line to protect Justin Fields because he got sacked, get this, 58 times this season.
1: Yeah, he would This guy would never do that, but they need Andy Reid. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I think
2: he'd make them better, I think, but not. No. No, absolutely not. Andy Reid should not be on the Bears' Because his career is going to get ruined in Chicago.
1: Now, I beg to disagree with you on that because... Now, wait. What's the reason? What's the reason why? Because he... Because he's been in the league for, like, 20 years, and he... Like, when we had Matt... When we had, not Matt Castle, but Alex Smith, we were so... Like we were average, but couldn't make it past the divisional round.
2: Yeah, I remember that. I but remember
1: that. he, but we got—I don't know if it was Brett Veach or uh, uh, Andy Reid's decision—but we went out to get Patrick Mahomes.
2: It was actually—I can't remember his name—but he was the—he was the GM before. Brett Veach took over. I believe it was Ken Dorsey.
1: Okay, but anyway, and we got Pat they sought out Patrick Mahomes. We got Patrick Mahomes. And Patrick Mahomes' first season as a starter, he we made it to the AFC championship game. Guys, but-
2: I'm I'm sorry. I sorry, Ben. I messed up. His name is actually John Dorsey. John Dorsey was the one who was like, "Hey, we should get out. We should go out and draft this guy. And it
1: worked out for them." Yeah, I th- the the Chiefs are the first team in NFL history to uh have played five straight AFC title games at home.
2: Nice. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. Andy Reid definitely helped with that. Yeah, and if the
1: Bills won, we would not have been able to host it. Nope. It would have been played in Atlanta.
2: So thank God for the Bengals.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I was nervous against the Bengals. I was too, but
2: <laughs> number six, the Steelers kept their streak alive. Now, you may be saying, what streak did they keep alive? Well, allow me to tell you. They have not had a losing season since 2003. Can you believe that? Since 2003, that was 19 years ago. That was almost like 20 years ago, dude. Yeah. You probably weren't even... You probably weren't even four yet.
1: In 2003, I was three. Yeah, me too. Number seven,
2: the Detroit Lions. What in the world happened to them this year? They... They had their first winning season in quite a while, and Dan Campbell definitely was the right move for a head coaching position.
1: Yeah, they just need to—they have a good head coach, and now they need to get a good offensive line, defensive line, and quarterback.
2: Now, number eight might shock you, and I was shocked when I heard this. Oh, boy. Cooper Rush saved the Cowboys season. Now, I know— he defeated the Bengals, remember, in Week 2. And he led them to actually a 4-1 record without Dak Prescott. Their only loss was to the Philadelphia Eagles. Not surprising there. Let's move on to number 9. Josh Jacobs won the, AFC rushing, won the entire NFL rushing title. We've already discussed that. And number 10. Brock Purdy actually is relevant because, for those of you who don't know... The last pick in the draft gets the honor of adding, or excuse me, of being named Mr. Irrelevant. Now, that's a bit mean, I'd say, but he actually is relevant.
1: Yeah, if someone called me Mr. Irrelevant, I don't know what I would do.
2: Yeah, I probably I probably wouldn't be too happy about it. Same. Okay, now, this... This is an interesting question for you, my good friend. Bring it on. All right. What penalty would you remove from the NFL, but you have to add one rule? What would it be? Think about this. What penalty do you want removed from the NFL? I know what I want removed from the NFL. Give me your option. Roughing the passer. Well, okay. Well, no. I'm gonna change my mind on this and say holding. Because holding makes it kind of hard to catch a ball, you know.
1: Ironically, I would use I would choose roughing the passer. Really?
2: Alright. So
1: Yeah, because it's it's the reason it's football's motive, like they need to tackle people. Either if it's before the pass or after the pass, they still need to hit people.
2: Well, not in a violent way.
1: I mean, no, but isn't that what football is? (laughs) Oh, my gosh.
2: Now, what's one rule you would add? And Travis Kelsey said this on New Heights. He said, and I'm going to react to this, he said he would add... A full-on brawl. Just one brawl per game. Like, a full-on offense versus offense. Defense versus defense. And then penalties, you got to spend time in the box. <laughs> like, in hockey, you got to spend time in the box. If you get a penalty, this time it's going to be in the stands. Or in the end zones. <laughs> what do you think? Like, just a full-on fight in the first quarter.
1: <laughs> I mean... Comparing football to hockey, in that case, I would, because there are lots of fights in hockey, and hockey is kind of like football in that regard, in my opinion, because because say there's an NHL player that does not know how to skate, he may get hurt. Same thing with football, people get hurt.
2: Yeah, I guess that is true. So, Let's move on to power rankings. Uh, I'm going to move really, really quick through these. Let's just do the playoff teams. Number one, Chiefs, obviously. I'm not surprised there. Number two, Eagles. Both number one seeds, number one and two for me. Number three, I'm actually going to put the Bengals. Because, you know, they're a good team. They started off the season 0-2. And made the AFC championship where, unfortunately, or fortunately, whichever way you look at it, lost. Number four, I'm going to put the San Francisco 49ers up there. Number five, I'm putting the Buffalo Bills. So I'll just do the top five. Buffalo Bills. Because Josh Allen turns over the ball way too many times. You know, he had, get this, 18 turnovers. 18 turnovers. In The NFL this year that was the most in the NFL 14 interceptions and four fumbles Turnovers are gonna lose you games Alright guys, we're gonna take another brief break coming up. We'll be talking about Some more NFL news penalties that killed the Bengals and we're also going to be doing something new We're gonna be handing out season awards such as worst good team and best tank job. You're listening to Taking the Snap on UCM, The Beat.
1: Did you know that millions of animals are either abused or abandoned every year in the United States? Donate to your local animal shelter today. And if you have room in your home, why not adopt a furry little friend to add to your family? Be a part of the change. Be a part of saving a helpless animal's life.
0: everybody, Rachel Ray here. Nothing puts a bigger smile on my face than cooking up a big meal for family and friends. But there's not enough room at my table for the 17 million kids in America who are struggling with hunger. These children, that's one out of every five, often have to skip meals because there's just nothing to eat in the kitchen. Yet there's more than enough healthy, nutritious food produced right here in America to feed every last hungry child. If only there was a way to get it to them. That's why the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks collects surplus food to give hope to hungry kids and their families all across our country. But they can't do it without your help. Join me in supporting Feeding America at your local food bank and at feedingamerica.org. Together, we can solve hunger. Together, we're Feeding America.
1: A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council. One, two, one. It's been a
3: long time in the making, but it's finally here. Um, UCM the beat.
2: All right, guys, welcome back to Taking the Snap. We're gonna wrap up. A, we're, we're gonna wrap up this segment really, really quick. So first off, let's talk about Osai and Pratt. Now, Joseph Osai is the one who committed the penalty on Patrick Mahomes that moved the Chiefs 15 yards closer for a field goal. And you can't hit a player out of bounds. That's just unsportsmanlike. And after the game, Pratt, Jermaine Pratt, who is on the Bengals, obviously, because they lost, said, why the heck would you touch the quarterback? Now, he did not use the word heck. He used an expletive. Expletive. That is not allowed. But that was a bit of an overreaction on on his part, and he admitted that. Now...
1: Yeah, I saw that.
2: Oh, you saw that? I, I
1: saw that YouTube video, either on YouTube or Facebook, I don't remember. But I saw that he said... Why the, mm, would you hit the quarterback?
2: Yeah, you can't do that, and you can't do that out of bounds, guys. Let's go over my season awards. Worst good team goes to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They finished 8-9 and nine and somehow won the division in the <laughs> NFC South.
1: <laughs> I still don't understand why Tom Brady would still play even without... Gronk and Jillian Edelman? Yeah, I
2: don't... Yeah. He just needs to retire.
1: Best tank job goes
2: to the Houston Texans. I'm going to give it to the Houston Texans because, let's be honest, the Texans suck. They are going to for a long time unless they get a quarterback in the first round. Bryce Young is on the draft board. So they might pick him up. The Bears are not going to pick him up for sure. I don't think so, at least.
1: Yeah, if I was the Texans head coach, I would tell my coordinators really to do a lot of looking this offseason to have a plan B if they don't get Bryce Young.
2: Yeah, okay, yeah, I agree. Now, one more thing, and then we're going to wrap this up. Ben, do you think – now, I'm sure you've heard this on the Internet because it's pretty much everywhere. The NFL is rigged – oh, it gets worse. Bengals
1: versus refs. Have
2: you heard some of this stuff?
1: Yes, I think I just saw it on Twitter or Facebook. One earlier, of the two, one earl- two. <laughs> earlier today. No, I
2: don't think it was rigged. I think the Bengals fans are just looking for something to cry about. And as my grandfather always says, only losers complain about the officiating. <laughs> All right, guys, this has been Taking the Snap with me, Ben Avery. I'm your host, Colin Silver. And join me next week, where I'll be wrapping up Taking the Snap, previewing my next show, which is called swinging a Miss. And I'll be previewing the Super Bowl. Have a great week, everybody, and as always, go Chiefs!